0: ladies and gents, ladies, gays and days, how the hell are we? I'm so hyper right now because I just found a new coffee recipe and I put in like two teaspoons, of any pe- anyone that drinks coffee would know this, I put in two teaspoons of the instant coffee so it has me like slightly like wired so if I start like my teeth start chattering and something in the middle of this you'll know why. Um. How the hell are we? How the bloody hell are we? I'm doing good. How's my week gone so far? Thank you for asking. Pretty good. I mean it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Online school is, you know, she's a she's a different one. She comes with her battles, she comes with her with her good times and bad. I feel like for everyone it's slightly different. For some people they love it, for some people they hate it. I'm kind of in the middle about the whole thing. At the at the beginning I kind of was like, you know, this is really for me, especially during the first lockdown because I can do exactly what I want on my schedule, on my time, that type of thing. But now I'm just like, no, I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. Uh once again, guys, the support for the last one has been insane. And um I've been posting a few kind of confidence things on the TikTok and on the Instagram. If you're not following them, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Go follow them. Um and you guys have been loving it and I've been loving seeing how it's helped you guys be more confident and everything and just helping you guys become your more confident selves which is what we're looking for I need to stop drinking the coffee because I've recorded this segment five times no sixth, sixth time it's actually like I'm proper I proper have the shakes okay no more no more um okay so fifth time. Um what <laughs> we just go with it. Here we just go with it. Um on I was going through my Pinterest feed the other day and I found a really amazing quote that popped up that I really loved and it was um everyone has a chapter of their life that they don't read out loud. And it's okay to have that chapter. And I love that because I love book metaphors for your life. Um I love the one um like stop re- you can't keep rereading the same chapter or you won't finish the book kind of meaning like if you keep going back to your old habits and your old ways, you're never gonna kind of reach your full potential in life. Well, that's how I see it anyway. And um, I had a th- I had to think about it, and I was like, oh, like you know, what is what is my chapter that I don't read out loud? And with the question that someone asked, you know, what's some of your biggest struggles and how how do you overcome them? Um, what we're gonna be talking about today isn't like you know, it's been one of the struggles in my life. It hasn't been. A major struggle in my life and I kind of want to I wasn't sure about sharing it because it's something that's quite personal and private to me but I was like no do you know what I'm gonna do it because I want to kind of share awareness around it so okay here we go so I um I feel like growing up I was one of those kids very kind of healthy and happy um and I always I always talk about it now is in I was one of those kids that, you know, used to sit down on the TV kind of like any kid that used to sit down in front of the TV and watch like these kids who were really sick when they were younger and be like, oh my God, like I can't I can't imagine what that ever would be like. Um and like going through something really like physically damaging to your health or going through a big health scare. Um until that actually was me. So I was diagnosed with scoliosis in July 2018 and I went on to Google and got you all um the kind of definition behind that you're going like what the hell is scoliosis so here's the definition I got from Google okay so sideways or S-shaped curvature of the spine so if people are kind of find that hard to understand it's basically where your spine is like curved instead of straight spine's meant to be curved no spine's not meant to be curved Spine's meant to be straight, mine was curved. Um, this can develop in multiple different ways. Um, people could be born with scoliosis. People can develop it over time. People can develop it when they have growth spurts. They can develop it through um, accidents. They can develop it in many de- different other ways. And um, we're going to get the facts out before I kind of go into things more. But um, there's four main types. Um, neuromuscular, adolescent, idiopathic and adult de novo. Sorry, there's three. Okay, guys, I've no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to give you the facts here. So I was diagnosed with um, adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, which basically is when you take a growth spurt in your um, teenage years and you kind of develop it through there. So it's kind of like as you grow, your spine becomes more curved. So um, I mine wasn't developed until I was kind of like like earlier, like later on. Um, normally it's Kind noticeable but mine kind of developed really quickly so that's why it's very hard to notice um another bit of the facts here um scoliosis affects the entire skeletal system including the spine the ribs the pelvis impacts the brain and central nervous system hormonal and digestive systems damage to heart and lungs and um especially like kind of especially like your your kind of balance and everything as well but essentially when your spine's off everything's off so that's kind of the facts um there of what kind of it is if you kind of are finding it hard to understand it and um, you can just google it if you're really that interested but I don't know if anyone will be um but like I said this is more to kind of just share awareness than anything so um when I was younger actually bringing it back more um I'd asthma which is <laughs> no way a kind of tragic illness but um I got an x-ray on my lungs and um it was like found on the x-ray of my lungs that there was a very very slight curve in my spine um and they sent me to a specialist um and the specialist was like no you're grand pack your bags off you go and it was never thought of again um I did experience some sort of like kind of minor back pain um kind of when I was growing up but I was always quite tall, so like it was always kind of just put down to me being tall, um, and it never really was that bad. So anyway, I um, most of you know about me, I'm an Irish dancer, I've Irish danced most of my life since I was seven, and I was at an Irish dancing class, and I slipped and had, had a big fall onto my back, and um, thought I pulled a muscle um, really badly, because I was in a lot of pain actually, and um, I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? So um, off I went to the doctor, It was like, I think I've pulled a muscle here, um actually before I went to the doctor my um my granny was putting vo- Voltrol I think it's called yeah on my back because I was in so much pain I was like will you put something on my back like that will help like the muscles and she she kind of she's told me this story so many times but she remembers like. Going up and kind of like feeling each bit of like each vertebrae like up your spine, and she was like kind of massaging it into my back, and she was like going up one and then she went up to the next one like in a straight line, and then she was trying to find the next like vertebrae in the straight line, and she couldn't find it. The next thing she put her hand on like the side of my back, and like that's where my like next vertebrae was, so you can kind of imagine my spine was going in an s shape, so she was like, What the hell so she didn't want to panic me, so she told my parents and then I eventually went to the doctor and um, and I still went to the doctor thinking I'd pulled a muscle, and um, matched my ass in there, and um, the doctor was like, okay, like, take off your top, whatever, I did a little examination, and I remember her just having, like, the fear of God in her face, um, and, like, again, this is, I'm kind of being quite, like, open and honest here, because this isn't really something I've talked about lads. but I remember her, like, looking at my mum, and being like, oh my god, like, she looked so scared, and, like, I actually, I think that's the most scared I've actually ever been in, like, my whole entire life. Like, that actually is the most frightening moment I think I've ever gone through. Because just seeing that, like, look on her face was like, oh, my God, there's something wrong. And do you ever just, like, have that feeling when your heart drops and you're just like, whoa, like, there's there's something wrong here. And I'd never really gone through any kind of sort of health issues. so I was kind of like, this was very new to me. Um, so anyway, she was like, you know, you need to go get this checked out. Um, I think it could be scoliosis. And I'm going, what the hell is that? Like, what is that? Anyway, cut a long story short. Off I go to a consultant specialist in, that was May 2018. And off I went in, it took till July, I think, to get an appointment with um, one a really, really good surgeon and consultant. Um, and he's very well known in the scoliosis kind of like surgery Business, I don't know what to call it. Um, so I was very lucky to get in with him. Um, it took until July to get an appointment, and I had X rays and MRIs and stuff coming up to that. And he just said, um he kind of sat me down and was like, "Normally, with kind of scoliosis, the treatment procedure is either they pop you in a brace or surgery." And um, a brace is kind of like a brace, kind of a brace, kind of like for your teeth, but it's like all it kind of wraps around like from your kind of chest to your hips it's extremely painful extremely uncomfortable um but it kind of like trains your spine back into place i don't have experience with one so i'm not sure what it's like but for as far as i know it's pretty horrible um so that happened and he said um you you're too far gone for a brace we can't put you in a brace uh, brace is normally the first call but he's like, it's it's not going to work. So we need to go straight for surgery. And I was like, whoa, that was, I think that was like a really big wake up call because it was like, oh my God, like what the hell? Like, you know, I've never been like told I'm too, like too bad for something. Like it's too far gone. It's like too late, type thing. And I think. And it was scary. And he was like, you know, this isn't like, it's going to progress. It's going to get worse. It can't really get better from here. It has to get worse. And we were like, whoa, I think that was kind of our big scare. So, so, so let us keep going um so from the kind of symptoms that I kind of experienced um, from there onwards it started to kind of get really bad um and I think like having scoliosis kind of like helped my body confidence weirdly in a weird way because my um my shoulder blade popped out completely um from one side and a lot of people again, don't really know this about me because I was so conscious that like I didn't really wear like tight tops or anything for as long as I could, but it was very obvious that a shoulder blade was sticking out of my back, essentially. Um a lot of pain in my hips, lower back, and uh, my neck, my ribs are very all centered, um a very kind of noticeable budge bulge, sorry, not budge. Um and a lot of pain, obviously. Um it kind of affected my breathing and stamina, and it was quite hard in school and stuff. You know, like PE, and you'd be running for days, and I used to be so out of breath. Um, and then obviously that was July twenty eighteen, and then September I started first year, so that was petrifying going in. Uh-huh. Amber popped in for a chat there, but we'll keep going. Um, yeah. So from then onwards, I had my actual surgery in June 2019 um so from kind of the period from like July to like the next June it was just basically appointment after appointment after appointment after appointment and it was kind of terrifying but it kind of just became a norm for me then um it was really hard with school and everything because you know I was missing a lot of school for like appointments my mental health was kind of like falling into a slow horrible pit it was just not very nice um and like yeah it was so tiring really um it really really was and then like I had to like they had to clear my skin up as well around like the area so like I have bad acne so I have like acne on my back as well so where they had to make the incision there was acne all down there so like I had to get like treatment and I had to go on antibiotics and all of this to try and clear that up um, just so they could make the like incision down my back, um, uh, bloody heart specialists. Like you know, we, there's a day in I was in Crumlin nearly bloody. Like every second week, it was insane. The amount I was in there, um and they do this day before your um spinal fusion is the name of the surgery that you get if you have scoliosis and they have like a pre-spinal fusion like day that you have to go in like before your operation and they call it an NCT so it's it's basically like it's basically like an NCT like an NCT for your car but it's on you so you have to go to lung specialists, heart specialists, you have to go to um you have to get an ECG, an echo, you have to get x-rays, you have to get um blood, you have to go to a dietitian, you have to go to this, you have to go that, you've got to so many things um and basically check everything but there was up to leading up to that as well there was appointments on everything because you kind of have to go into it like top 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 like health Um, and I was a really good candidate for it because um I was really fit and healthy and there was nothing else kind of technically wrong with me I struggled with other parts of my body but there was no actual like condition condition um I met a lovely girl well actually I never met her face to face but their moms were talking when I was when we were both in hospital at the same time like after the operation and we couldn't really move very far, so we couldn't really see each other. But we kind of exchanged numbers, and we text back and forth a lot of times. And she going into the surgery only had fifty percent lung capacity, so there's things like that that kind of get in the way. Um. So yeah. Um. So I was very lucky in the sense that I didn't have any kind of complications going up to that. Also, as well, I <laughs> do a bit of a story to kind of like chill out now because I feel like everything's been very in- like intense coming up to this, and. Um, so from, like, before I got the surgery, from that kind of, like, July to the next June period, um, the guy that I went to that diagnosed me had suggested this place called Straight to Swim. And it is in- an incredible, incredible organisation, don't get me wrong. um, Everyone's so nice. And basically, Straight to Swim, you can get it. It's for kids, I have is coming up to the operation, post-operation, because swimming's really good. Now, my past with swimming hadn't been great I did not like um swimming I had a really bad time with swimming lessons so going into this with really bad anxiety and just like absolute dread was just not good and it was in like an olympic size pool well I don't even know if it was an olympic size pool but it was definitely an olympic size pool to me I think it was actually and they kind of I went in and they were like can you swim I was like yep and they were like over oh, there you go so and next thing it's just late and training like it was in the cura army camp so like I was convinced that I was like training for the army if you ever been anyone ever been down to the cura it's the most mad place me and my dad one day like there's no humans like you don't see a human myself my dad were driving down one day and we saw a sheep come out of the central (laughs) and that's the only sort of like life you see down there are sheep um so if anyone is um lives in the Kura and is listening to this now please let me know cuz I've never seen a human down there. Um so yeah, it was just like it felt like arm, army training honestly. It really really did. And my breathing was just horrible and awful. So trying to hold it under the water was just not very good for me. So that was, you know, yeah, ha- that kind of got me disciplined I think to go into it like with a strong head. Uh so anyway, we go into, um, fast forward and it's, I'm just off summer of first year, just of my first year and, um, in Crumlin again for another appointment. Um, and I'm heading off to the whale talk in two weeks. Life is good. Um, I'm dancing nearly every single day because I have a dancing show the next week and in I go for an appointment with the, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Anesiatologist and anaesthetist and basically the people with put you asleep. so it was another appointment to basically see that I was fit for that um and in Crumlin they kind of tell you that that's the last step before the surgery but I wasn't in any way told that my surgery was going to be soon so I went in for that appointment anyway and I was talking to um this woman and the next thing my mum kind of got like it's a bit hazy but as far as I remember like my mum kind of called got called out of the room and I was like what's going on here and there's kind of a lot of kind of whisper and murmur going on Anyway, um, this lovely woman brings me and my mum into her room, and she was like, "We have a cancellation next week, and you're going in, basically." And I just freaked out. Like, I just broke down crying, and I was like, "I, I can't. Like, you, you can't make me. Like, I, you just." It's very hard to explain because, you know, it's not that I wasn't grateful because obviously I was, you know, those people I met at like Straight to Swim that were waiting like 10 years and they were like far worse than I was. It was awful. And uh, they were just waiting so long. And here I was with this opportunity. And I would rather in that moment, exactly. I would have rather not had it at all then because just the fear just gets you because, you know, that you're going to have this surgery and that it's going to happen but it's in your mind it's so far down the line that you're like this will never happen so anyway um I go in for the surgery the next week um I do a dancing show actually the the day before my surgery two days before my surgery nearly passed out multiple times on the stage um not from like anxiety from the show just because I was struggling really really badly my breathing was just getting worse and worse and um my friend Roisin, my neighbour, always, like, we were talking about it the other day, and she was like, I thought you were going to collapse in the middle of the dance, it was just like, oh, I probably shouldn't have been doing it, to be honest, I probably wasn't in the right health to do it, but sure, I did it two days before, and of course, I couldn't go to the Gail Talk, absolutely so sad, and then I didn't get to go the next year either, because bloody corona, and I don't know if we'll get to go this year, so a bit raging about that, but, like, look what can you Um, A funny story, actually, so when I was going in for the surgery the day of the surgery went in everything was grand and they told me they were like right okay we're gonna give you a sedative before you like go down to get your actual like put you asleep just so you're calm going into it because uh, when I was very young I had to have this like tiny procedure on my head that they could have done in the GP's office but I was such a freak that I like could not like cope and I kicked and screamed right until they put me asleep because I wouldn't take the sedative. so this time I was a bit traumatized so I was like I know I'm gonna take the sedative this time So I took it and I was in bloody la la land like I remember very very small things about it but the lovely man that was driving, not driving but that was like wheeling me down on the trolley like to the place where I got put asleep apparently I was like slagging him being like ah like you watch Love Island like you're in the closet. I was telling this man that he was in the closet and he was also watching Love Island. He was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't watch Love Island. I was like, you do? You do when you're in the closet as well. Like, I know you are. Like, it's okay. Like, like who do you like? Like, go on. Go on. Like, tell me. Like, would you actually be well with yourself? <laughs> um, but, what, like, you know, Love Island. Like, why would you not watch it? Um, so anyway, yeah, I get put to sleep. And show sure, the operation went grand. There was no complications. So I was very, very lucky. Um, Some of the times they kind of warn you that um, if you kind of go, if you go under, like, it's such an intensive surgery. Obviously, the risks are that you don't walk afterwards. That's kind of the biggest risk because, <clears throat> well, there's so many risks because they're touching, like, they're going near your spinal cord and that is just completely, completely vital. And um, the way they do it basically is, so... I have um, two metal rods going down my spine to keep it straight and then 19 screws going in up my spine. Um, The very lower half of my spine is still slightly curved, but they left that open so I could have a little more wiggle room to kind of grow. So they left the very, very end of it for me. Now, it's, it's different for everyone, but they did kind of three quarters of the way for me. Um so yeah and they have you know specialists come down from Belfast and they hook things up to your brain in the middle of it to make sure that you're not they're not touching anything and then obviously the big risk is that you could be paralysed now it's, it happens I'd say one in a million cases but it still does happen and the fear is still there Um I was completely petrified of it but like I knew that there was there was no chance that I was going to keep living the way I was and I had to I had to go for this and I had to make sure that um I was you know better um so anyway yeah I woke up from the surgery I was all good and kind of the way they explain to you how I don't feel like there's any way that they can properly explain to you what kind of (coughs) excuse me what kind of like life or like the couple of days that you're in hospital recovering from surgery after is going to be like like there's no way Look, looking back now there's actually no way they can explain how hard it is but they do explain it and they tell you that there's going to be like a boot camp and they're like what and they're you're know, like they're like yeah and like the nurses tell you this there's like this is a boot camp like we are going to come up to you and be like Hannah you need to stand up and you're going to be like there's no way I can stand up and then we're going to tell you that you have to stand up and then you're going to I was looking at them going okay that's grand like I'll stand up no problem little did I know so day one, you kind of wake up. Um, I was personally in hospital for six days and then the rest of the kind of rehabilitation you do at home. Um, So the first day is kind of like you're off your head on morphine and like you're so drugged up that you're like, oh my God, like it's so, like everything's like fuzzy, everything's like gorgeous. Um, I was telling my parents all about my love life apparently at the time which was very grim but apparently I was telling them all about that all the fun stuff and then kind of day two you start to kind of like things start to kick in um and it's, it's quite intense I mean like you're you're lying in a hospital bed completely like essentially paralyzed like you 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 don't you can't move and there's wires coming out of everywhere I mean there's stuff in your neck there's stuff in your arms there's stuff in your legs there's stuff in your wrists there's stuff everywhere like everywhere you can imagine there's there's stuff there (laughs) um so it's a little bit daunting at first but I think um you know referring back to the question your biggest your biggest battle and how you overcome them I think I learned more in being able like lying in that hospital bed and that feeling of kind of just uselessness because you can't do anything. Um and it's it's a feeling that, you know, no one else can really understand unless you've ever been bedridden. Um and it's a weird, weird feeling. Um but I think that's when I knew that I was never gonna take my life like my normal life for granted. I was kinda like, okay, this is this is kind of the push I I needed. This is the big reality check. Um the whole kind of hospital is kind of very traumatising and it's something, again, I think that's part of my chapter that I don't really read out loud. Um, it is horrible and it's just screaming and there's just people crying and it's just like, you're, you are in, I was personally sharing a room with one other person um, and it's seeing, like, even not what you're going through but what other people are going through, it's just, like, absolutely it's awful and you know someone that's going into the surgery you know um if I was to speak to someone that's going into the surgery like you know don't don't like you're going to be afraid you're going to be you know like I wouldn't milk it for someone I feel like it was milked a lot for me like you know how bad it was going to be um and like look it is you are able to get over it like I would never change my recovery and what I went through because it taught me so much so sorry excuse me <laughs> if there's someone that's like listening to this by any chance I hope there is that's like going into the surgery like you will get over it there's times that you think you won't but you will and it teaches you more than anything can and you'll actually have a leg up on your parents like you seriously will you'll become this little wise old bird afterwards um so yeah you know obviously you're going to be afraid but you you kind of go into it as much as you can with you know as much positivity as you can um so you know, hospital is hard, especially for the first time. They um tell you to, they try to get you up. Um, so if you can imagine, like you're completely pinned straight. So you've just been pinned in a complete straight line. So you don't move the way you used to. I still don't move the way I used to. Um, but you just you have to get up in a certain different way. But you learn. You learn kind of what your new body's like, and it is completely a new body. Also than that, you're now ca- carrying metal, so you're so much heavier. Um. And it's a weird, weird feeling having stuff inside you. Um, but you get used to it. Um but the first time they told me to stand up and me before being like, ah, that's easy. Um, I passed out because I just couldn't couldn't actually handle the pain and how disoriented disori- disoriented disoriented <laughs> disoriented I was like taking that first stand up. Um it's and then the first time I sat in the chair I think I lasted like less than two minutes um and then you just gradually over time you just you just get to know you just and like the nights are the nights are just like you know you have like you have to have checks every like 20 minutes like for the first three days you're in hospital basically to make sure everything's still working because you can't move so like full like foot checks arm checks um one thing I would say a really positive um thing about like hospital was the bloody nurses they're incredible um Crumlin's spinal ward nurses if you're listening to this like by any chance like you are incredible and um, there's one um i always talk to my friends about this um there's one nurse called jenny and i'll actually never forget her if your name's jenny and you've red hair and you used to work you work in Crumlin with people that just had scoliosis operations i love you because when i started to god this woman actually kept me going like she was so nice there's another woman as well I can't remember her name, but she used to just sit with me at night and she used to just, like, stroke my hair when I was crying and she used to just, like, oh, the most lovely, lovely people. Like, I wish I could go in there and give them a hug again and just say thank you because they are honestly the most encouraging, nicest people in the world. Guys, it's been a long one. It's been a long one, but basically to finish up, I um, came out of hospital then and I spent the summer um, recovering. We've got a lot of funny stories of of um, post um scoliosis um things but i was basically in a wheelchair and if i went anywhere i had to be in a wheelchair for six weeks six weeks and i also went on holidays six weeks after my surgery which all of the um doctors and nurses thought we were clinically insane but i was like no i'm if i have to go in a wheelchair that's fine but i'm going and i have a lot of funny stories from that a a lot of funny stories from just being like just being an absolute cripple basically um so I'll definitely make another episode about that but it was very hard like coming out of it and then going straight into second year and when you have a, basically a disability that people can't see it's really really hard and it's also extremely hard to explain Um, this like it's such a hard condition to explain and especially to people afterwards so like there was so many things that still going back in September even though my operation was in June I still couldn't do like, I couldn't go back to sports until the next January um And only then I was kind of like gradually going into them. Um, So it's a a really big surgery. It's described as the biggest surgery that they can perform in a children's hospital. And that's what the doctors and nurses told me. So don't count me to that, but that is what they tell me. Um, So it is the biggest operation that like a child can go through as far as I know. And um, so it's huge. It's basically like your whole body because anything could go wrong with any bits of your body. So it's huge and it takes a really long time to recover from um so it was obviously really hard going back in school and you know my friends my really close friends were such a big support um and I couldn't carry my bag because I couldn't carry any weight so they had to all carry my bag around for me um like if for the first like up until like December and like oh, you could tell that they were sick of it but like they did it anyway so if you ever carried my bag for me in school you're an absolute gem you're an absolute star and I love you and teachers would be really questioning of it as well to the point where like my parents had to write a very strongly worded email because school was going to give me a bit of hell um because I was the type of person that was like oh no I don't make, I want to make a fuss like I don't want to make a fuss and it's so hard to explain be so you kind of like oh like I have a back condition and then they're like what and then they're like oh especially with the PE teachers as well like they used to be like oh you know well you can do this so like can you not do this and I'm like oh no like because I can't bend that way it's just so hard to explain and it's so hard for people to understand but I hope you guys can kind of come to some understanding of it and it's just like there's so much more like I've missed probably missed so much but that's basically the gist of it that's kind of what I hope I didn't bore you to all to death now this this one was a bit serious I know but it's something that I've wanted to do for such a long time so I hope this brought a little bit of awareness towards it and thank you for this if you made this far oh my god code word code word yes okay right code word oh I'm so excited for code word okay what we think what we think code word for today is bravery code word for today is bravery I'm gonna pop up the Instagram suggestion box like um i did before um i also want to say as well the dms are always open but the dms aren't just open for you giving me lovely praise even if you want to that that's totally fine but um they're open as well if anyone's having a hard time just please know that um the dms are always open they're a very safe space and um i love you all so much and i hope you have an honestly great day code word bravery let me know what you think and yeah have a great day